Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Sunday Showtunes podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Sunday Showtunes podcast brings you the very best from the West End and Broadway. Coming up on today's show, we're chatting with West End producer Danielle Torrento, one of the original queens from Six, Christina Modestu, and West End star from Wicked and Come From Away, Alice Fern. West End producer Danielle Torrento is responsible for many of my favorite shows I've seen in the West End, including the fabulous <laughs> Titanic. Oh my goodness, how I love Titanic. Me and too. she hasn't been idle during lockdown at all. She's responsible for the beautiful recording of Make Them Hear You, which we played on last week's show. And she has just released a Song for Our Time competition winner, which Maureen is very, very pleased with. Danielle, how are you, my lovely? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. So let's start by talking about the the song from, from Ragtime. Um, how did you come up with that idea and then how did you get 150 people's vocals in one recording I mean when you say it like that it makes me wonder if I even know the right answer and what was I thinking and how stupid <laughs> does a person have to be right yeah um, <laughs> I mean as, as you guys know maybe some of your listeners will know I produced um, Ragtime back in 2016 mm-hmm. and it's a show that, that I've loved I mean prior to that and and during the process and since then um, for, so, for so many reasons the music is glorious what, who, what's not to love but also it's message of hope and, and discrimination and, and, and everything that Ragtime stands for I mean we, we could spend a an hour just talking about what ragtime means mm-hmm. in the universe and how relevant it still annoyingly is to this day but that's that's for another that's for another history lesson um but when when i watched or he- initially heard um about what had happened to george floyd in america um i'm, I'm a first of all i'm a doer i like to do things yes you Second are all, that's I- kind of an understatement <laughs> thank <I think>. you <laughs> but also i i i think there are just moments in our lives, moments in, in, in history where we just have, we can't just sit by and watch. Uh, something needs to be done. And I don't really know much, uh, how to do much, but the things that I do know, I know how to do it pretty well. And I thought this is something that maybe I could do something for. And, and, and even if it was just in a small way, make a bit of a difference, raise a bit of money, raise some awareness. Um, so I thought, and I thought ragtime would be a very good way of doing that because it's something that feel, that means something to me as well as meaning something in the greater in the greater world. Um, and the, the, the lyrics of "Make Them Hear You" are so mm-hmm. unbelievably, mm-hmm. terrifyingly poignant, and they shouldn't be. You know, this is this was a musical. All right, it was written uh, last century, but you know, it was it's set at the turn of the century. Why are we still ta- even talking exactly. about this now? Exactly. You do have to ask that, don't you? Sometimes you're like, really? That's still a discussion topic? Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. Well, the achievement is remarkable from everybody involved. Um, It's such a beautiful track. I mean, we sometimes struggle getting three people on air at the same time Mm. um, with technology. So (laughs) 150. (laughs) And then. 152 singers, 38 in the orchestra. There was 196 oh. people involved in the in the making of that song. Yeah, you are bonkers. Absolutely oh insane. My gosh. Yeah, I tell you what. When um, lockdown's over, I'm quite looking forward to the live performance of that. I think. I mean, that might be actually impossible to get that many people in a room at the same time. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I just. I mean, where where are they going to get changed? 
Yes. This is true. <laughs> too many, too many. So not content with that coming out last week, mm-hmm. you have been looking for a song for our time. Tell us a little bit about this search. Sure. So this actually, this started right at the beginning. I mean, God, it feels like months and months and months ago. And actually, when you look at it, it probably it was, which shows how long we've been in lockdown. This is something that came about right at the beginning, about a week after we'd all, the theatres had shut down and, uh, and uh, we we'd gone into lockdown and suddenly this isolation had happened. And for me, it was, again, because I'm a doer and I wanted to feel like I was doing something useful. But me, the, the main reason from my point of view came, in my head, came about because I, my life is so defined by what I do. My friends are all in theatre. Right. My, my, yeah. I, don't, I don't really have hobbies outside of the theatre. I am, I am theatre through and through. And when you take that element away, I sort of yeah. began to wonder what the point of me was. Mm. Um, so, I mean, to, purely selfishly, I did it as much for myself as I did for, for everyone else. It started off as an idea of just, this will make me feel like I'm being useful for me, that I still mm-hmm. have a, a purpose and a reason. Um, and, uh, and anyway, it, it so happened that, um, that my good friend, the actor, Paul Wilkins, um, was sort of having a, a sort of similar idea at the same time. And he actually got in touch. He put, I think he put something on social media or saying, looking for someone who might be interested. And I thought, aye, aye. That's that's you know because there are there are no there are no new ideas. Everybody's having the same old ideas. So I thought two heads are better than one. So we we got in touch and we decided to launch it together. And it turned into I mean we'd each had different slightly different ideas, but it turned into a song for our time, which was the idea of a new, of a new original song to be written by anyone. It could have been a kid in their bedroom or a multi award winning composer, but to write something that was sort of in a response to what the situation that we were in. Um, it didn't have to be about coronavirus, but it had to be just some, something that related to the mood of, of the nation at the moment. Um, and the intention was it to be recorded by a West End uh, star or stars with a choir and, 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 and to release, um, to raise money for acting for others. It What's remarkable, just... I, I think, is 260 submissions. I couldn't believe it. And I think it's it's just... It's interesting that you mentioned there that you kind of did it for yourself to begin mm. with, because Maureen and I were going to take some time away from Sunday show tunes. We kind of decided to stop doing the radio show a few like months or so into lockdown. And, and we kind of were chatting when we were like, should we just start yeah. doing the radio show again? And I think it's important that everybody finds something to create something, to produce something. And there's 260 people here who have been exactly. inspired to write a song. Yeah. You know, and and then it's been heard by Jason Robert Brown. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And I think, you know, I mean, certainly Paul and I, you know, we were we we, we wanted it to be as inclusive as possible with all these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're in lockdown and we, we, we weren't spending a lot of we didn't spend any money on this. I mean, everybody donated every all of their time for free to this project. But, you know, you put a press release out or you put something out on Twitter and you see what happens. And honestly, I thought if we get. 20 or 30 of people that we know in the industry to, to write something that would be amazing but to, you know when they started coming in from Malaysia and South America and Australia and you think blimey what have we done what have we started here and the fact that these people sat down and wrote something in response for us it felt incredibly humbling tell us a little bit about the winners so um the winners I mean they, funnily enough their song was submitted quite early on in the process. I think we only gave them two weeks because, again, we didn't think this was going to be a, much of a thing. It was just going to be, you know, a bit of fun. Um, we, so we only gave them two weeks. And their, their song arrived, So um, a, 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 I would want to say, four or five days into the process. 
Um, of course, what we'd expect is that everybody's submission would come in at three minutes to the deadline because that's right. how we know people in this <laughs> That's when work. mine would have gotten there. Exactly, right. <laughs> and, you know, there's people in America going, well, I can count my deadlines and my midnight, not your midnight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but they came in, and I have to say, when I listened to it uh, first, and, and, and I mean, we all listened to it independently, so both Paul and myself, and at that point, um, our um, musical supervisor, Mark Aspinall, who was our third sort of judge, to, to, to narrow down the the, 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 the the block of people down to the final three that Jason would listen to. And immediately I heard it, I knew, because it moved me, it made me cry. Oh, it, and that's exactly what it does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you've got to remember, you know, in, the, in, the, in its simple form, it was just um, Amir Schoenfeld, who is the um, the composer um, and co-lyricist with Caitlin Burt, who also co-wrote the lyrics. But Amir, it was just Amir at the piano, it's just singing. So just a simple piano with a simple male voice. And it made me cry. And you can't get away from the emotion. That response means something. Mm -hmm. And as wonderful as so many of the songs were, not all of them had that immediate knee-jerk response. Um, So I think we knew we'd found something special that early on, and it continued to remain as special as more and more submissions came in. I mean, I have to be honest, the standard was ridiculous. To get it down from 260 to 40 was hard. To get it from 40 to 15 was really hard. To get it from 15 to 3, because we told Jason that we would only send him three, um, wow. was unbearable. I mean, genuinely, like, argumentative fights happened. If we'd been in, 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 met in person, somebody would have had a black eye. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> fighting talk from absolutely. you. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, it's because just the, the standard was extraordinary. This song is just quite wonderful. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, thank you to them as well for creating something so gorgeous. Yes. I have to say, I mean, you, you know, Maureen and I are all about the show tunes. There's mm-hmm. pretty much an album here, isn't it? The last 15, surely they need to be recorded and popped on oh, an album. shut up, the pair of you, because I, you know, I, that's what we're sort of thinking about. It's genuinely, yes. I know, shush. Yes. I know, I know. We are genuinely thinking about it. The simple fact is it's an awful lot of work and I just, I need to I need to gear myself up and Paul needs to gear himself up into the fact that are we actually going to do this? Because as the world begins to, I mean, it's not, we're not remotely back to, to normal, are we? But things are slightly getting back to normal. We need to, are we going to be able to dedicate the next three months of our lives to creating this and making it what we want it to be? And the answer is probably yes, but don't quote me on that. Of I mean, course, the answer is yes. This is the woman. This is the woman that showed up to the Bake Off with a life-size replica of Titanic made out of cake. I mean, come on. Yes, that is true. That is that, that did is happen. True. I remember yeah. that Bake Off, and I remember you bringing in that cake. And I'm like, oh my god, she's built the Titanic out of sponge cake. I would like. Can I just say for the record that I took absolutely no part in the making of that cake. <laughs> I just put together the bunch of weirdos who decided to do it. So but that's what you do so well. You know, that's what you do with the producers so yeah. well. And so, well, Maureen and I, count us in. We're, we're definitely there to help support this, this album. because Oh, it, completely. I just well, think it maybe really we will. needs to happen. Yeah. There you go. You heard it first on Sunday show tunes. I'm um, going to tweet now out. Now I'm going to have you. to do it, aren't I? I exactly. I'm going to put it out on Instagram as soon as we're done it? on air. It's on the socials now. Looking Paul's forward to it. Paul's never going to forgive me. <laughs> no, not at all. So I kind of, I want to ask this because this is a question I would ask you if we were not in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of rephrase this. What is your next or first project that you really want to see happen when things start to get a bit, bit back to normal? Well, so are you talk so from my point of view or from what I want to you, see? What, from what you, what are you going to, to um, do? I would, I mean, God, I, I'm, I almost bore myself, but you brought it up, so I'm blaming you. There will be more Titanic. Yes! Oh, there Yay. will be more Titanic. 
Um, I have got nothing more to tell you other than that, but there will be more Titanic. Um, okay. Let's please all keep our fingers crossed that we have regional theatres left standing. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. I know. Um, it's heartbreaking um, to watch what's happening. Uh, I mean, I'm sp- stating the obvious now by saying that, but, mm. uh, you know, every day my love and my heart goes out to the people who are losing their livelihoods and mm-hmm. their their jobs and, and you know, and it's because it's – I'm sad for them, but I'm sad for all of us because the knock-on effect will, will inevitably affect us all. Yes. Um, yeah. So more Titanic, I suppose. Yes, I'm, there's a couple of projects that I have been working on that, were, that, sh- that should have been big, flashy announcements for next year. We'll have to see whether next year feels right, like the right time because right. we've been put on a hiatus – for the last six months, or I, I certainly have, I haven't, fe- we haven't been able to work towards them in the way that I would like to. So whether, right. so it might end up being a, a 2022 project, but there's, there, listen, I can promise you there's some fun things coming out of the Torrento production. Oh, good. Oh, good. Always are. You, your shows are always beautifully produced, stunning creative teams. I, I meant it. Some of my favorite things I have seen in the West End are your productions. Because, yeah. well, firstly, you have a great taste in musicals because I really like all the musicals you produce. As you know, I'm a big Murray Heston fan. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong with a bit of Murray. Yeah. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And I, I can't wait to see some more Titanic. Thank you so much for for putting so much love and energy into these two projects and then sharing them with us. Oh, if, if if our listeners want to check these out, if they haven't, where would they head to find out more about um, them? So at the, so we're, we're not, um, we're not streaming yet, but we will be soon. But at the moment it's social media. You can go, you can look on YouTube if you just Google YouTube and then looking at the moon. Um, and also it's on my social media page, which is at, uh, either at Torrento Productions or at Danielle Torrento. You can find it all over my social media. And that's where they would find Make Them Hear You as well. Make Them Hear You is also there. Make Them Hear You, we won't be um, putting on iTunes, uh, streaming on iTunes, but uh, but look, um, Looking at the Moon is in, on its way. Oh, yay. Danielle, always a joy having you on the show. Oh, it's such Thank a you. treat. Such Thank a you treat. so much. Thank Stay you, safe. Danielle. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. West End star Christina Modesto has just finished appearing in The Boy in the Dress in Stratford, probably known to an awful lot of six fans as Anne Boleyn. And she's on the line now. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, Paul. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're great. We're, we're great. really good. But so I'm happy, happy to have you on. I missed you out there, didn't I? Sorry. I missed you out there, Maureen. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's lovely to speak to you, too. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just his sidekick. <laughs> this no, is not, not true. You much more than that. This is not true. You know <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been keeping? You know what? I've been all right. It's been up and down, isn't it? I think you've just got to... I've been sort of celebrating the small wins of, of, you know, getting up in the morning and then trying to sort of stay positive. And I'm just missing everyone. I'm, I think that's the thing. I'm missing our kind of lives in our industry. But I've been all right. It's been nice to spend some time with family. You know, you don't get, you don't get very much of that. So it's been liberating in some ways and sort of terrifying in other ways, isn't it? So, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but doing good, being busy. So that's well, good. you have been busy because you're going out on tour. I know. 
I, I'm always a big fan of does it terrify you okay we'll say yes <laughs> you know and everything about it does terrify me because you know hopefully it can happen we're doing it completely social distance um uh hopefully we don't go into a second lockdown but we'll we'll sort of see what happens but yeah I'm excited we've just released the one day in Huddersfield for now um which is kind of really close to my heart. Um, as I lost a friend last year who is from there, oh, and I got appro- right. I got approached by an old pro- a producer that I've worked with before, saying, "Come on, we need to do this." And then the first venue that it kind of clicked was Huddersfield, and I thought that's so weird that actually he contacted me after watching a video that I had put on uh, for my friend Ben's birth. It would have been his birthday, so it's so weird that that connection happened. So, um, so. We've invited some of his family as well. So that's going to be really lovely. Oh, nice. that that's kind of where we're starting. So I thought, oh, well, it, it meant must be, to be a little time. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kismet, isn't it? You see, that's the mm-hmm. thing. It is that's kismet. It was meant to be. So what can we expect to hear in your concert? Ooh, Ooh I won't spoil it all, but it will definitely be... Um, we're sort of mids writing it now, actually, but we're um it's not gonna be anything out of the ordinary. It's just gonna be a, a night, a lovely night to celebrate the songs of musical theatre. So old songs, sort of your old Jerry Hermans and and um, you know, um maybe funny girl kind of vibes, and then um and then more current things as well. Obviously, we have to get a bit of six in there. Some of the I was shows gonna say, are we gonna in. get oh, we have to maybe. have some six. we're gonna try and be clever we're gonna say we haven't quite started out what we're doing from six yet but yeah i'm definitely gonna do some some current stuff as well and some shows that i've done and certainly some shows that i would love to be in or things that i would never get to sing usually um but it will all be stuff that people people know and people can sing along to i just wanted to i've always wanted to do a cabaret i do i do them lots but never like completely by myself and I think when Tom and Sarah approached me with this I sort of thought well you know you have to be comfortable with being yourself on stage and I've done so many of them now that I feel like right now's the time you know and I think we've just all I've missed it so much and I can't imagine not being on stage so I thought well if this is my little glimmer of hope then you know even if we put five bums on seats then it will be something and we'll make it a night to remember because we just it will be a rare, beautiful thing, I think. Um, we can all sing together and, and have a nice night. Sounds like the perfect antidote to all the gloom and doom that's that's around the theatre industry, understandably so, I might say, at yeah. the moment. But it must feel so liberating for you to be planning something for the future, working out how the socially distanced performance will work. It must just be such an exciting time. Yeah, it is. Like I said, terrifying, but exciting because we will <laughs> we will just make it work, you know? We'll make it work and the primal thing is to keep everyone safe and yeah. Um and that that's the that's the the main thing. Um and if we can't do that then, you know, we'll have to rethink, but I've know, got an as, idea. As, if it doesn't work, on. go to the car park. A great idea. We'll do our own little drive-in. We'll take the we'll take that's the grand exactly the it. park and do it. Yeah. How There's no reason not to, is there? No, there isn't. We'll make we will make it work, um, and the theatre are willing to make it work, and the producers. You know, obviously, we've had all these conversations, so it is it will work, and um, and ultimately, we can just enjoy a night of live music. You know. Oh, that sounds like heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Now, 
<laughs> we were, before we came on there, we were trying to work out the last time we chatted to you on Sunday show tunes, and we don't want to talk about how long ago because it makes us all feel very old. Um, it does. But, Get but out of the frame. <laughs> but since then, you've been involved in a little musical called Six. You created the role of Anne Boleyn in its original production. Did you, back then, 2017, have any idea about the phenomenon Six was going to become? I mean, we knew it was special. We knew it was a new idea. We knew it was clever, brilliantly written, um, really um, really current and good for the times. It tackles some really great things. And um, the whole message behind it is just brilliant. And it, it's kind of great for our time. You know, I think we needed a musical like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew it was special, but worldwide and the kind of hits it's had and, and the kind of following it has, I don't think we could have, anyone could have ever predicted that. And I mean, no. well, I guess the producers have, have marketed it so well and it's written so well and it's, it just fits into society now, doesn't it? It just times, mm-hmm. it times so perfectly. So, um, so, you know, recording that, that that recording day was just beautiful because I hadn't seen the girls for like a couple of months. So we had a right old laugh, um, as hard as recording can be. And then, you know, we went in by ourselves and did our own songs. So all the BVs are us um, on our own songs. So we all went in to do like six House of Holbein, ex-wives, all the group numbers we did together. Um, but then we went in individually to do our own our own numbers. Um so all the BVs on on Don't Lose Your Head are still me, which means you kind of got a chance to inhabit the kind of other characters, which is oh, really, really wow. fun. That's I know, great. So it's great. Um, but um, yeah, in that little studio in North London, did I think that it was going to be, now have something ridiculous, like 26 million streams on Spotify? Absolutely not. Oh, seriously. <laughs> and it blows my Bonkers. Mind, you know? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> and crazy. do you know what's interesting about Six? It's the fact that, Almost everybody's heard of it. You, yeah. I I talk to non-musical theatre fan friends, and they're like, "Oh yes, yeah, six. We got tickets to see that on tour." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> and and there it is, just about to open on Broadway. And and this is no disrespect to the show because we saw it and loved it. Oh my gosh! And I love the cast. Loved recording. it. It's like going to a historical rock concert. Um. You know, and it's just empowering women. It yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, my gosh. Talk about, you know, they ticked all the boxes. Toby and Lucy did. They honestly did. 100%. And I think that story, we all in Britain, certainly, we all know that history, mm-hmm. you know, and people are fascinated with that time as well. So bringing that to kind of like 2020 and then adding a kind of girl band vibe where, you know, I think that's why like, like the Spice Girls are so successful because each kind of queen has their own personality that someone can relate to, something that they're going through, you know? And um, and I think that's the kind of clever thing about it. And also it's one hour, isn't it? Straight through. And the oh my gosh. music is like chart music. It's not, it is. you know, your typical musical theatre. Um, you know, they've taken, they've taken influences from sort of, all these incredible pop stars as well as musical theater. So it really amalgamates so well. Yeah. It's, it's just brilliant. Very quickly. I want to ask you about the agony actor. Oh, 
Yes. The Agony Actor is, um, it's my little baby, really. Um, It's been something that I've been working on or kind of annoying my friends with for a good few years. You know, can this work? Um, It came about because um, I've had a lot of experience in lots of different areas of theatre. Um, you know, in work, I've I've covered, I've played roles, I've worked in Fringe, I've done tours, I've done Town, um, you know, lots of different, lots of different things um, so far. But I've also had those moments in between, you know, where you don't have any work. And I've worked for so many, in so many different areas of the industry, like for agencies, producers, um, I worked on, I was on the accounts in the accounts department for the film Justice League so I've seen kind of like how that worked that's like my claim to fame moment my, my, my name's on the credits but not as an actor as an accountant brilliant um <laughs> but I've seen how theatre works and backstage and I've sat I've worked at the front desk at casting spaces for instance and the, the thing that just kept ringing out to me was just the lack of support that actors and people within our industry have um, and I'm not talking about, you know, serious mental health support, I mean, although we are lacking in that. I'm talking about sort of like everyday things that we're forced to kind of deal with and the vulnerable positions we kind of put ourselves in or the speed at which we're asked to learn things. And then um, and then, you know, you go and you do it and things that you that are out of your control kind of go wrong and you put in all that work and no one's there to kind of help you prepare or pick up the pieces or or kind of put you back together again when you have a little knock or uh, so it's not necessarily therapy well it's not therapy um and it's not directly about um completely set on on sort of um well-being but it's about it's a mentor essentially a personalized mentor mentor that is there for anyone to use for anything so it could be learning lines and um, writing to an agent wanting to know how something works or operates within the industry finding find how to find work what is spotlight what is equity connecting people it's sort of that everyone uses singing lessons some people or song workshop working on your kind of um working on your skill set it kind of is a sort of one-stop shop for your product and to maintain your product basically because when you go in a room and you put yourself on a plate, um, those situations can take take pieces of you. And if you don't replace them, so you lose so many pieces that you you forget who you are, let alone who your product is. And and you know, your life can sometimes outweigh work and one runs away with the other. And so it's it's really important, I think, to to kind of Absolutely. always be aware of yourself. So the agony actor is that basically. It's a one-stop shop mentor for actors or anyone within the industry. And the first session Thanks. is always free and it works on donations. Um, and then we also wow. facilitate workshops as well. So it's all really affordable and accessible um, all so around. It's such a great idea. I don't know why anyone hasn't come up with it before. No, it's like, yeah, it's I, like I, this... I, why wasn't it there? Listen, how can people how can people check out the Agony Actor then? Yeah, Where so would I they have find a website. That? So www.agonyactor.com. Uh, so that's yep. the website. And you can get in touch with me on the contact page. Just fill in the form and I shall email you back. Sometimes they go to junk, so check your junk. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> side note. Um, but also I have an Instagram account, so at agony underscore actor. So feel free to, even if you know, you think, oh, I don't know if that's for me. Just have a little look and keep up to date with what's going on. Because it's really important that you feel like I'm someone that you can, that I'm approachable for you or right for you. Because essentially, um, I'm kind of the other person 
on the other side of the phone do you know what I mean so right um but it's been so great I've met some incredible people and I think as soon as lockdown happened because I really wanted to start these sessions in person but as soon as lockdown happened that totally got swept from under my feet so we had to very quickly get used to the you know the online kind of um dynamic and actually it works so well because it cuts out the travel time you know it cuts out um even paying for travel um and you just get sort of half an hour or an hour or an hour and a half whatever you want to um to work on yourself basically and there are certain things you can't ask your family about because they don't understand the industry and there are certain things that you can't talk to your friends about because they're in the same boat so then right. you're sort of left Perfect. to deal with things by yourself do you know what I mean yeah. so yes it's Completely. a safe space really so very quickly, finally, um, want to come along to see you in Huddersfield. How do people get tickets for that? Yep. If you pop onto, it's actually, I guess, a series of websites here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you pop onto um, www.christinamodestu.com, uh, M-O-D-E-S-T-O, oh, I can't spell my name, M-O-D-E-S-T-O, <laughs> isn't it, uh, .com, uh, and you can book tickets there, um, or equally at the Lawrence Batley Theatre website and it's friday the 9th and saturday the 10th of october christina it's always lovely to have you on the show can we maybe not leave it six years this time let's not leave it six (laughs) (laughs) let's do it thank you so much my lovely stay safe thanks for having me thanks christina take care bye Western star Alice Fern started her career in The Woman in White, appeared in Les Miserables, played Elphaba in Wicked, and has most recently been starring in Come From Away, and now has been playing to packed virtual crowds in her own backyard. And she's on the line now. Alice, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. We've been wanting you on the show for a while, actually. And so we're very glad this has finally come to pass. So most recently in the West End, Come From Away. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, gosh, I mean, we did five weeks in the end. So it's um, it's strange to, to sort of remember. It seems like a little bit of a distant memory at the minute, considering the amount of time we've been out. But um, yeah, it's been... Oh God, how much do I love it? It's just the most extraordinary show to be involved with. I've come from a really big, you know, sort of extravaganza of a show in in Wicked. You know, everything is big about it. Um, the staging, the theatre, you know, the the set, the amount I have to sing, you know, and uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I've gone to something that uh, is it's almost sort of the polar opposite in musical form. Um, in that it's it's a very plain set, it's a very simple story, um, and we play real, you know, people that that everyone that still exist and you know is still alive, and um, and it's a wonderful sort of it, it, as an actor actually, I have to say it's it sort of taught me a lot. It, it shows what you rely on a little bit in having been in Wicked, and then it shows you what you have to do. Uh, when everything is stripped away and, and what does it take from you so it's a wonder it's actually really lovely to go from from one to the other quite so quickly because you really do feel that and uh, and feel like you're learning something but it more 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 than that it's the story it's just it's so 
goddamn beautiful. It's just uh, like, mm-hmm. so, uh, very well put. We agree. Yeah, <laughs> just like it's just gorgeous, and it's just so uh, simple is the word that I, I I don't want it to sound like that's a negative. It's beautiful in its simplicity and the fact that you follow we all play a a number of different characters really we all have like at least two if not three four and uh and we just it's we don't hardly change we might change accent there might be a we might take a jacket off and put it back on but that's it and and it's up to us to to transform into those characters but they're so it's so easy to do the way it's written you know it's just so perfectly uh put together this show that I, I can't wait to get back to it, really, um, because you under, of course, as with anything in this world, when something is taken away from you quite abruptly like that, you under, you realise how much you underestimated it to a way, you know, to an extent, and uh, and I definitely feel that I'm like, goodness, I'm, I, you know, I will never take for granted how beautiful that show is ever again. You know, not that I yeah. did, but you know, it's definitely heightened in this uh, in this pandemic for sure. It's the show that everyone needed before the pandemic. Yeah. It's definitely the show everyone uh, will need. After, after the pandemic and 100%. i think 100 percent. what's fascinating about it here's that tiny little show from canada you know that made its way to broadway about a peculiarly american canadian subject in many ways and it was coming over here and maureen and i talked about it on the show and i was like i love come from away i just don't know whether it's going to resonate here i don't know whether we're going to care about the story oh my well, goodness and- I was wrong. <laughs> you were, which I, you know, it, it. Alice, let me tell you, it doesn't happen very often that he's wrong. So I was <laughs> very happy that he was wrong. But you know, I think it's and uh, it's the compassion of the characters um, for each other and and restoring what is, you know, just well, helping your fellow man. I think what it is is, uh, and, and I have to say this, and, I, and it is it is quite negative. But I'm I'm constantly disappointed in the human race a lot of the time. You know, mm-hmm. what we sort of see, you know, whatever's being said in the press or, or war, and uh, you know, people not taking the climate seriously. I'm constantly sort of like, you know, oh for goodness sake, you know, why can't we all just get along? You know, is sort of right. things, and that's what you want. And and what this show does is everything that I dislike about the human race. It proves to me that there is still greatness out there and why we are so important and why we're so brilliant as a race. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's, that's the emotional kick, isn't it? That's the bit that gets you in the feels in the show. It's not, it's, 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 it's just that you look at it and you go, there are beautiful people out there. I'm lucky enough to know you must, some of the come from a ways are on my social media. Um, Absolutely love. They love being involved with everything. They they don't they? They are the best. Such nice people. So nice. It's um, so genuine. And just love that they they. I suppose they can't believe that they're just seeing themselves as you know really normal. We well what we did wasn't anything special. We just you know accepted them into our homes. Yeah. So what? I mean, I just you know the sort of thought of that is something happened in. I mean, I live in Southeast London. Something happened in Southeast London, and someone said you know, uh, you've got to go and deliver clothes to this place. I'd be like, well, no, I don't think, you know, I will. But they didn't didn't even blink an eyelid. No one asked them to. They opened their doors. They made a giant lasagna. They took a load of jumpers down and said, what do you need? They took toilet roll from their bathrooms and just went, right, here's what I've got. What else do you need? And I'll go back and get it. And mm. that just, it, it's, it's just wonderful that it, those people exist. And they don't think it's special, but it is because this world is full of people not like that. 
Mm. We could, oh, and, I, and it's one of those things that we actually say in rehearsal and I, I've now taken into my vocab in life, which is if, all, if we could all be a, li- be a little bit more Newfoundlander. Uh, the world uh, yes, absolutely. So what I think is fascinating also about the West End production of, well, any of the productions that have come from away is the freedom you guys seem to be given to interpret the characters. Quite often you see a West End show, I mean, Elphaba, for example, I mean, you can put your own little kind of twist on her, but people go and they expect to see Wicked, you know, bells and whistles. Whereas when you go and see Come From Away, you see the characters interpreted in different ways. Was that really exciting as an actor to come in as a replacement and kind of create the role from you? Uh, Massively. I think it does help that it's still a brand new show, you know, but it's because they're real. I think they can't be quite, because they're real people, Beverly Bass is, is an absolutely, you know, a real person. You can't really demand that I do it like Beverly Bass in real life because it, it, that's not that's not how the world works, and it's not how that's not how interpretation of someone works. And uh, and there's no way that I can be Beverly Bass. She's extraordinary. So they sort of do. They sort of say, no, find your version of, you know, what what's in your head. What would she be like to have got to where she is? Um, and so you do, and then I mean, my Annette is ridiculous. I absolutely adore her, but she's absolutely, you know. And they sort of just go, make you know, make her fun, make her work. That's all that matters, you know. As long as you're telling the truth, they said. As long as you're never trying for a laugh, you're never trying to make someone cry, and you're actually just playing the truth of that moment, we will we will buy it. And and whoever's version that you know yours is, we will still buy it if you're t- as long as you're telling that story. So it's very liberating to be like that. Um, and yeah, for sure. As again, saying, saying that I'm going from one to the other to going from something huge like that and very structured, you know, Elphaba is, a, is an, there's an endless structure to her to go for something where they sort of went, yeah, just try something out. Just as long as you turn the truth, go for it. And you're like, oh, gosh, right. Okay. Um, got to act finally. And, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so no, it's, it's, it was wonderful. It's been an amazing experience. And, and it, it it does. The more the more I'm away from it, the more I'm so desperate to to go back and 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 be engulfed in that sort of world again. Really, I think Maureen and I often talk between ourselves about what what West End and Broadway show we want to go and see as soon as the West End and Broadway opens. And you know what? If I I think it might need to be come from away, but I think there may be some extraordinarily ugly crying at the end of it for oh, me, which I, doesn't happen often. I know. But- <laughs> <laughs> very ugly crying on stage as well from every single person oh I bet just no, to be I back think, I think the story of this was it as you said I think you pointed out it was important before before this pandemic because of this human nature elements to it of this just you know the humanity just showing up and you know and, and these people being really wonderful during a, a very different, tricky time and I think that's what we kind of need again you know because it's been such a terrible year and it's been so difficult um, we sort of will want that story again because we want to just be reminded that, you know, there is greatness and goodness in all of us and we just have to be a little bit, and we have to watch that. So I, I, I've had so many people say that Come From Away should be, once they want Come From Away to be their first show back, which is amazing for the show, but I understand exactly where it comes from because it's it's more about that feeling of, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. I'm really glad to be a part of this this world. Um, because it's wonderful. So from Come From Away to Singing In Your Back Garden, I really need to ask you, 
where you got the idea from. I've seen the promotional video of you going out on your balcony and you're thinking it's a great idea, but you actually are having your mates round, West End mates, it has to be said, and and you've been singing in your back garden. Where did the idea for intermissions come from? Well, it was actually um, sort of the brainchild of um, of my a direct friend of mine called Kurt Jameson, who he just was round one day and we, I can't remember what we were chatting about. No, we wouldn't have been around, I think it was on the phone, but he just literally said, Darling, I'm just seeing a, I'm just seeing a concert when we can finally be like around people. And I said, I just can't see that happening for a long time. Then he said, What about if it was outside? Because we would probably be by that point be allowed in some sort of group format outside. And I said, Well, that works. I have got a big garden. Um, I said, So then it sort of developed from that. So really, it was it would never have been thought of if it weren't for the pandemic, really, because we would have done it inside. We don't done it at theatre, some sort of location. But because we suspected and were right that indoor kind of performances of any kind would be very limited if if happening at all, um, we thought, well, out in the open air, making sure we keep it under 10 people, we, it sounds like something that's, that could be likely in July. Had to take a bit of a punt, obviously, because we were not sure. And at the time when we were working it out, which was like April time, um, it was obviously still seemed like very much a, a novel idea. But um and that, well, that's how it was born, really. And then it was meant to be just sort of like a concert. And I just sort of went, I don't want it to just be that. I want it to be way more than that. It needs to be more important than that. It needs to be the reminder that so many of us, you know, in every aspect of theatre are have got nothing, you know, to do with, the, you know, the carpenters, um, people that work backstage, dressers, uh, wig makers, you know, every uh, every ensemble and lead, everyone is struggling to find any any form of work whatsoever. It's all gone. And I said, we need to highlight that because I think people don't quite realise it, especially like if I talk, you know, if I talk to my mum and dad, for instance, you know, they sort of go, oh, yeah, of course, they'd be all out of work too. And, and I wanted to make sure that that was a feature. And then I sort of, I've got this massive love for the graduates in the world that are coming out this year. I just think that is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, I agree. I just, my heart absolutely... It's heartbreaking. It really is because I know how difficult it was coming out when the world was open, you know, to come out when there's nothing there. It it just feels like you've wasted those three years and I wanted to show they haven't and that all the casting directors and the directors and the choreographers can't wait to get back up and running and the producers can't wait to put shows on. It's just when. So you just have to ride out the wave and I just wanted to make sure they felt that that was still... That, that that positive was still there and it, and it wasn't just feeling bleak. Um, um, and then the final thing that we sort of added in was this second, like the theatre-based businesses aspect. I mean, I have so many friends doing little things, being so creative in various ways, um, just trying to find, you know, A, to fill their time, but B, to, to, to you know, pay the rent. And, um, you know, I've got people making earrings. We've got people making uh, furniture. We've got people making clothes. We've got people making masks. Um, we've got people doing art suddenly, we've got people, you know, it's just so, they're so broad. And I was like, we have to show that because that's unreal. That just shows that we're a fighting group of people, a fighting industry that are determined to keep going um, through it all. And, and, and that creative mind cannot stop no matter where it is, you know, if it's suddenly, um, you know, making, making up, um, we've got this, uh, turf kind of lettering in the in the garden and they, they someone's just started up making lettering for garden parties and barbecues it's a brilliant idea 
I mean, it's just crazy, but that's what yeah. they came up with. And it's just brilliant. And I wanted to make sure that it became about that. So it was about bringing back live performance, but highlighting the problems with the industry that we're, we're currently in and that we will be in for like the longest time compared to everyone else. Even sports come back before us, you know, and extensively quickly before us. You know, we will just be, we, will, we are nowhere for, for some period of time. And I think people will forget that very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think, yeah, a forgotten, abandoned. It's just, it's just a strange time, isn't it? That we seem to have just, well, we haven't, but people just seem to have forgotten performance and forgotten the joy it brings and the money it brings to our our country. Um, It's so exciting that you've done this. Now, unfortunately, you can't watch these live now because the last one was yesterday, but you can go to the intermissions website and watch all of the, the four episodes yeah, back they're still there yeah so you haven't you haven't got the chance to watch them live but i mean they're all four of them are still there they're available to the beginning of september so you can oh, actually brilliant still buy all four of them you can still buy the solo ones if you want to watch them and if you only got one you want to watch so they're still available uh for a couple of weeks yet so and that's that's the other good thing about it so although it wasn't live you know i mean you're still getting the exact same show just a couple of weeks late <laughs> has to be said actually looking at your garden it's quite stagey there is pretty much a stage already built in your garden isn't there I didn't think of it like that I just thought I of course I want a walkway there and and (laughs) so wait so that was that wasn't a purpose-built stage how weird I know that that is what it exactly looks like no and it just exists and I just was like it'd be nice if we had that sort of decking leading up because then we don't always have to walk on the grass for instance if we're so I I don't, and of course now I look at it and I go, well, it looks like we built a stage, doesn't it? Like I'm really, yeah. and it you're more stagey than you even care to admit. And I care to admit, so I've no idea how, how I do that. But um, uh, so, but yes, I, I am pleased that it looks, uh, it, it actually all fits quite well um, around in the garden because it's it's um, and it's just fun to have loads of people on. I mean, we had uh, Rachel Tucker on the, on the third episode, and she lives not very far from me, and. Um, I got her around and, and we just ended up having just the most hysterical chat and just, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that, and it's a performance supporting performance is really important, you know, and yes. people, an industry, you know, theatre industry people supporting theatre people industry, we're all in this together and there's only one way that we'll all get out of it and that's together, you know, mm. and, um, and so, and I just sat there, we had a glass of wine afterwards in the garden. I just went, this is what it should be about. And this is what's been, sometimes is forgotten about is this sort of ability to I, we, me and Rachel played the same part I mean I've taken over from the woman twice you know that's right oh, that's so, right so you know and 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 yet there is no that I can promise you there's not an ounce of competition within the between the pair of us we don't see each other as competition and yet we have very clearly played the same parts over very much in the last part of our years and um, 10 years so so you would think there would be and there just isn't and it's so weird um so you know and I just love that about and about performance and I, and I you know that was one something I wanted to highlight as well is that we're all in this and we're all mates and um and we'll get through it laughing at sometimes crying but hopefully hopefully laughing and, and we'll look back on it and it will feel like a distant memory I hope I hope so very soon uh, I have one very quick but important mm-hmm. question to ask you mm-hmm. how many complaints have you had from the neighbors if any <laughs> I didn't have any. And it was funny because I sent a letter around going, listen, I'm doing this on Friday night. If uh, And I explained the whole thing. I said, 
Uh, please, I hope you won't find them problematic. But if you do hate them, don't worry, they'll only be an hour. And I sort of said, don't argue <laughs> with me. But next door, they sat out on my last episode. This will be the third episode because we're obviously um, – but they, they sat out and um, on their balcony and joined in. They were absolutely loving it. It was like a Friday night treat. Oh, so, I bet it was. I can yeah. only imagine. Well, do you know what? And as well, my neighbors next door have come back from Spain. So they, of course, were in quarantine. And they're like, we are bored out of our minds. This is the best hour of the week we've had by far. You know, so um, I was, you know, listen, as long as you've got neighbors like that, I I might have to do it again. (laughs) Well, I think you should, because ultimately, isn't it? And Maureen might not. Well, I think you did. You just sold houses in the UK. You have to put things, don't you, in your house package when you sell it about about your neighbors and your relationships with them. It's going to increase the price. West End Performer does regular exactly. concerts in the garden. Oh my God. If I've actually put money on their houses, I'm going to ask for a percentage. <laughs> I, think, exactly. I think you should, Alice. I absolutely think you should. So yeah, four is not really quite enough. I definitely think there should be a late summer edition, just putting that out there. Late summer edition. Wow. God, oh, there you go. You're welcome to that. I'm going to tweet that out after the show just to put that out into the world. Oh. I am. We've actually, we've uh, this, this week's been a good week. We've pretty much... Um, uh, uh, we've forced, sorted so many things we forced danielle torrento to release an album uh, <laughs> earlier in the show you okay. know so the late the late summer edition of intermissions needs to happen it absolutely okay. needs to happen alice thank you so much for coming oh, on our show so lovely to chat with you finally it's been yeah that's that's we'll tick that one off there we are oh, that's <laughs> alice fern on the show thank you so much lovely stay safe send you lots of love bye bye thanks alice bye <laughs> Because you've enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe to Sunday Show Tunes on your favorite listening platforms. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Sunday Show Tunes. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. And we're Sunday Show Tunes. Bye! Bye.